and welcome to episode 106 of the Game Train Podcast. Uh, it is the 8th of July 2021, broadcasting live on Twitch from the Game Train Studios here, live on Twitch. I'm joined by Carl the Lyrical Smith in the studio. That's right. Hello. For, for those that are at home, you can't see our impressive studio we have set up here, but it is pretty amazing stuff um so yeah on episode 106 uh we are reviewing uh uh, mario golf super rush we're going to chat some scarlet nexus we're gonna have a look at the olympics game tony hawk on the switch carl's gonna talk some some sea of thieves adventures um and all that sort of stuff but we have some crazy news coming up so let's jump straight into that news first up All right, so making news this week. Well, uh, we didn't have any news on the uh, E3 episode, which has gone walkabout, but we'll talk about that later. Um, yes, we've got so, we've got some news this week, though. Oh boy! So the the rumors have been running hot for for months, months and months and months of speculation and rumors and hints, and it's coming, it's coming. The announcement of the uh, Switch Pro, and then the other night we saw I saw a magical trailer appear online from Nintendo about a new Switch. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. And I watched the trailer, and here it is, the Switch OLED. And uh, rather than giving us what we wanted, which was a performance boost, 4K, DLSS, etc., we got a... uh, The screen is slightly bigger. It is now 7 inches. Uh, It is an OLED screen now. It has a new kickstand. Yeah, a new kickstand, guys. It's got a new kickstand, everybody. A new kickstand, that's right. It's got uh, a LAN port. Uh, oh, yeah. That's that's exciting. Uh, it's got 64 gigabyte of storage, and it has better speakers. Uh, it is coming out October 7th, retailing at 539 Australian dollars. So, the... <sighs> is that more expensive than an Xbox Series S? Yeah, I don't know. About the same? Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Not overly impressed, honestly, about it. That's all I've got to really say about that. Because, um, I I really don't know what to say. It's the weirdest thing. It's like... I'm ex- I feel like it's a strange half step, and I I hope and I feel like it's because of a shortage of chipsets because of you know stock shortages due to COVID and stuff that they couldn't do like a mass production of an actual upgrade. And um, OLED screens are actually a lot cheaper to come by now. What with like every mobile being OLED practically, so the tech for that is um, you know extremely available and a lot cheaper than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the um, the, the, the PlayStation Vita was an OLED screen for a while, and then that had to get downgraded when they did the next model because it was too expensive back then, but now it's a lot more affordable. So that feels like a really nice bonus to the next upgraded Switch, which I mm-hmm. feel like they probably had everything else except the chipset to actually upgrade it. And maybe this is just them going like, ah, fuck it. I mean, it's very Nintendo for handheld this they do this kind of thing all the time just small incremental upgrades like the you know the 2ds um 
and, and the the DSI and stuff like that before they do like a big jump. They've yeah. just got like a, another option. So it is now starting to feel a lot like Nintendo handheld lines. What with the Switch lights and the Switch normal and the Switch OLED, you know. But no actual upgrades yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's weird. Hey, it's a uh, it's a weird one. It's like, do you drop the money and you do you buy one for like a new Switch? You know, because it's been you know four years now, so you know it's getting on a little. Or do you, yep. or do you sit back and wait and hope that in twenty twenty two we get a Switch Pro? I don't know what to do. Is that too far? Yeah, is now too soon and is then too far? It's like it's a funny place, hey, because it's like, mm-hmm. would it be next holidays? Is that too soon? Yeah, I think that's too soon for the lifting of. If it's the issue with stock and shortages, I think that's too late to start a whole thing. Uh, if it wasn't a stock thing, it was just a weird strategy. I'd feel like next holiday season is a good time to release that. Yeah. Not a good time, but an expected time for me. I don't think it'd be good. I think it'd be silly because they'd have like a year apart, two different models. But I feel like they'd do something like that. But if it is a shortage of actual stock, then I think next year is too soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in, in, uh, other, other news, other than, uh, the Switch doing its weird Nintendo, it was such a Nintendo fucking thing to do. Let's just say it right now. Dropping it a month after E3. It, and just being an unexpected on what everyone thought it was going to be. But anyway, uh, tomorrow, uh, we've got a Sony State of Play, 7am Friday morning, folks, in Australia. Um, oh. nine minutes of Deathloop they're showing. They're not showing Horizon Zero Dawn or God of War. They said they're going to show some third parties and indies. So I don't know what to expect from this. Man, Sony are just like, just digging themselves deeper and deeper. Though. It's so weird. Do, These they, guys do, they like, have, do they have no games for shit? They, I mean, they can't have no games, right? I mean, no. Well, I mean, they did have Ratchet and Clank and Returnal. So they've yeah. delivered more than most, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, in size and in quality. So like mm-hmm. big games, good games. They have done cool stuff but it's just like in a weird they just like i don't know get us excited about something sony what are you guys doing are you embarrassed like what's mm-hmm. the system is so good but i guess maybe their main goal is just getting them out you know I, like I, it's I, not I, like it's I, not selling I, I guess like i don't know it's a weird one um in other random news and this is a again this is so, the weirdest news bit we've done in a while because everything's a bit strange um uh actually no we'll, uh before the next one i'll say uh i'll keep going to sony news we might as well keep it all that together uh sony has uh acquired um house mark mark yeah okay house marquee or whatever it's pronounced it's like returnal people returnal people as a uh, yep. so now that is an official sony studio and also nixie software as well which is um, the company that's actually ported Sony games to PC in the past, now they fall under Sony Studios. So expect to see more uh, Sony games go to PC over the next couple of years. That's a good move. That's a very yeah. good move. They needed that. Yeah. Um, also, Ghosts of Tsushima Director's Cut, that's right, has been announced. Oh, yeah. This is, this is really cool news, actually. Uh, yeah. It has got PS5 enhancements and a new story expansion, and it will be out August 20th. Yeah, and a whole new island Yeah, to explore. That's massive. Yeah, that's really damn cool. So, um, I, 
Yeah, that's yeah. That that's some great that's some great news. I do that that's a masterful trailer too when they dropped that because it just kept dropping cool cooler and cooler little things and it was very brave of them to leave the whole new island and content oh. till like the very last like 20 seconds of the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz it's just going like 4K and updated and this and that's better and that's better. Oh. We should probably also tell you guys that there's a whole new island and very exciting Japanese lip syncing. Oh, there we go. Yeah. It's really good. They've added lip syncing for Japanese, which is so exciting because I wanted to play that game in Japanese with subtitles the whole time. But it was hard. It was the weirdest thing because it was backwards from what we're used to. Mm-hmm. I was seeing English talking and Japanese audio. It was like, nah, I'm uncomfortable with this. So I switched it to English because of that. So I'm really excited to give it a go and like really jump in and get sucked into that world and uh, actually have the Japanese dialogue match with the lip sync yeah so that's really exciting and then the other weird news is that um ubisoft well it got leaked and then ubisoft wrote a post about it but um of course it got leaked also got leaked uh, of course it got leaked because it's freaking ubisoft but um assassin's creed infinity is coming mm. in a couple of years time it's going to be a uh a game as a service which I don't, I don't know. They're talking about different Assassin's Creed worlds and things. I, d- I don't know if it's multiplayer or not. I have no idea what this is. I don't know. Just give me good single player Assassin's Creed. Stop trying to, stop trying to reinvent the wheel. I don't need it. Well, I mean, to be fair, they kind of tried to reinvent the wheel at the start of this current trilogy, and that was really good. Yes. Um, and. Like, I am over everyone trying to do this game as a service. However, Ubisoft is really good at it, just strangely. But but I feel like they're really good at it, especially in single-player experiences. They still kind of make it feel like a game as a service. Mm-hmm. Like, they have really good support where you don't expect them to. They just kind of keep delivering. Mm. Uh, but even their multiplayer stuff is surprisingly robust, mm-hmm. um, like steep. The support for Steep went for ages, and I have high hopes of Riders Republic. Um, the uh, you know the Siege Siege is brilliant and has brilliant support, uh, and keeps getting updated with uh, new content, and you know just like upgrading things, and they're really listening to like uh, the community and giving them what they want. I feel like they're very supportive in a way. Like Ubisoft, uh, just a strange strange little side part of the video game world that is like i don't know everyone seems to give them flack but they just always deliver they're like the comfort food of the video game world where it's just like here's some stuff it all kind of works well have a nice day Mm. yeah you know like they've had a few weird disasters like the first division but then the second one was you know really good and then that kind of died in the ass again but they seem to learn from their mistakes mostly there's a few like dips here and there um and and their their pirate game is they still say that's coming i mean just let it go guys just yeah. let it go. yeah just leave right. it to see if thieves that's see right. if thieves has connected with pirates of the caribbean now it's like just leave that alone just yeah. take all your resources and put it on something else mm-hmm. but i don't know until i find out more info like just say just being disappointed at the news that it's a games as a service i don't think is fair yet 
yeah. until we find out what it is. If it's some dumb, weird multiplayer where it doesn't need to be, then I'll be disappointed. But right now, I feel like you could almost call most of their games a game as a service. Okay. So yeah, I'm 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 cautiously not angry yet. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. And uh, I'm going to cautiously walk us out of the news. Oh my god. Because uh, I haven't done the thing that's the news. <laughs> one day. One day. All right. Let's move on to the games we've been playing. There's a few to get through this week. So we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll go through them pretty quickly. But um, the first big one, and this was a surprise hit for me. I didn't really know anything about this game. But then I saw the trailers for the game and I had to try the game. It's called uh, it's called Scarlet Nexus, um, yeah, uh, which is a uh, it, it is an RPG, and uh, it is awesome. Um, I finished it the other day. It is so much fun. Um, I love the game. It's a very action orientated RPG where um, I don't want to go into the story too much, but you can choose from one or two characters, and they both got a story quest that you can then go and do the other one once you've finished it, but their stories intersect, etc. throughout the game. Um, but yeah, and you're in a crew of people, you fight crazy bad guys, but then you get all these abilities where you can take some abilities from your allies and, and use it like flames and extra defense or go invisible, etc. And you've got to mix and match depending on the situation you're in. Uh, you, fight yeah. big, you fight big bosses um it's very japan this game and it was so much fun it was so much fun it kind of reminded me of a um like a weird mix between the battle system was like near automata and genshin impact okay with how like uh, in genshin impact instead of using other people's you can just switch your own character on the fly but it felt similar how you're like using one element switching to another switching to another to help create this bigger sort of feel but it was also very platinum games yeah. Which I didn't expect at all going in. Like, even watching the trailer, it didn't look like it. But while you were playing it, like, you're involved in all that combat. It's it's yeah, even yeah. it's even a bit more um, involvement than say some of the modern Final Fantasy ones, where like you still mm -hmm. really are, but you you make a lot of strategic choices and a lot of it does happen in the background. Whereas this is all you. Like, this is yeah action. Yeah, full action in yeah. RPG, and it's so much fun. Yeah, and it's it's a twenty-five to thirty-hour game, so there's a bit of content there. Plus, then you get your other story, which is a bit shorter when you play through it again because you can start with all the skills and stuff unlocked and and all that. Um, and yeah, there's like a skill tree and all that. You go through the game, um, bunch of different locations. Like Kyle originally thought the game was going to be very red. That wasn't actually yeah, that wasn't actually the case. Um, yeah. It was very not red, actually, through a lot of it. So uh, it was really good. Mm. And it's also an anime. So if you don't even want to play the game, go check out the anime. It's a really cool story. Um, yep. And yeah, it was just really, really enjoyable. So um, yeah, I had no idea about this game. And then I saw some stuff and I went, I must play this. And I ended up loving it. So yeah. Yeah, well, actually, I think Zach, one of our friends in our chat was just randomly wrote, we've, we've got a chat with a, with a group of friends and... It was either uh, Zach or Dylan and just said, like, hey, guys, don't sleep on this. That's yeah. all. Yeah. And we were like, oh, that's today? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, the game, right. it's the game this year that we, we, you know how we always sleep on something? Like, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. like Plague. Pla Plague Tale, um, even Persona 5 back when that no. came out. 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one, and you're gonna agree with me completely. Ready? The messenger. The messenger. That was our most slept-on like masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. But we always seem no. to have all these sleepers. So if you guys find any of these sleeper hits that um, that we've just overlooked, that we've just managed to overlook on our oh. way, slay the spire. That was like a year later. <laughs> We're like, Chad was like yelling at me almost like please mm -hmm. play this game I'm like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. like have you tried this i'm like ah nah maybe later yeah and yeah like, just please play it yeah so uh another game that's just come out is the tokyo olympics official game uh, uh that's yeah it's come out um i played it i was so damn disappointed with this game um mm -hmm. you know there's a bunch of events there, there's running swimming long jump hammer throw but then you got like soccer um, you've got rugby sevens, you've got basketball, um, you know, you've got all these events in this Olympics game that could be their own little normal games, but you're missing stuff like high jump, pole vault, triple jump, diving, gymnastics, diving. all this sort of Olympic staple stuff. Instead, you get all these other tacked on modes and I was really disappointed like, the, the Olympic events are the funnest ones. Like, I didn't have that much fun with soccer or basketball or... Soccer looks so janky, too. It's like, why yeah. do that? No one needs nah. that. Nah, that BMX in it, but even that was... Uh, yeah. You know, like, I, I just feel like stick to your core, core Olympic sports because we don't get them in any other game. Yeah. Also, we played a better Tokyo Olympics game last year, which was Sonic and Mario at the... Uh... Tokyo Olympics. So, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. It was all right. It was a bit of fun. I played a couple of hours worth, but uh, would I recommend it? I don't, if you're into Olympic... Like, I think uh, other Olympic games, video games in the past have been better because I've had those other events like the pole vault and high jump, diving, gymnastics, all these things. Like, yeah. So, I, I don't know. It was just weird not having those Olympic staple sports in there. And Yeah. Yeah. It feels like more, um, it feels more in ties with the old ways that we used to have the um, licensed video games for movies that are coming out. And they're just like, oh shit, Olympics here. I guess this is the game. Yes, that's we, right. We better just release it in time. And it, it yeah. feels like mm -hmm. Iron Man 2. <laughs> like, this yeah. sucks. Yeah. Um, also, um, yeah, Tony Hawk came out on the Nintendo Switch. We uh were very excited. Until I played it, and I was like, this isn't very good. Um, it's, it's got a massive graphics downgrade and a massive frame rate drop. See, that's not that's not good enough. No. Even, we no. don't need graphics, but the frame rates are so important. Mm -hmm. It was very just... chuggy, long loading times. It just, I, can, I understand it's for the Switch, but at the same time, you're going to port something like that, just trying to optimize it for frame rate as, as much as you can. Um, yeah. yeah, like I'm, I'm still going to play it every now and then when I go traveling or whatever. And that's cool. Um, am I going to put all my time into it? No, I'll sit on my Xbox one still because it just runs better it just, and it looks better. Um, yeah, I'd be so okay with it looking like janky, even if they had like a PS one mode or something, mm -hmm. or, you know, if they don't want to use the name of what it was on, just call it like nineties mode or early two thousands mode and have it polygonal and run just way smoother mm -hmm. 
It's just like, I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, we're just old people and barking at the cloud or whatever. But if they can make a playable version of The Witcher mm-hmm. on that thing, mm-hmm. then they can do Tony Hawk and one guy on the skateboard. Yeah. I just, I don't understand. Like, I, you know, I'll never, you know, um, say that I know anything about developing games, but all I can do is see other things that are on there. And The Witcher is extremely playable. Yes. They just make it look like, you know, really bland, like running a PC on low, but it plays well. It sounds good. And yeah. all the weather effects are intact and all the AI works and everything just mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect way to play that game on the go. Yeah, look, look, all the levels there, all the goals are there, all the soundtracks there, everything you'd expect. You can create a skater and all that. It just doesn't run very good. It looks very ugly in the menus, and yeah. Mm. Uh, and you've been playing a bit of Sea of Thieves. Yes, I've been jumping back into Sea of Thieves, into all the uh, the new content with the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, join-ups. Callan and I jumped into the first game together, mm-hmm. but... What I've found and what I've seen a lot of all throughout Twitch, which is really cool, and I, I don't know if they're stoked or or a bit salty, mm-hmm. but what that Pirates of the Caribbean announcement did was just tell everyone and remind everyone that there's this fantastic socializing pirate game out there full of awesome content right now to play. Mm-hmm. And if you jump on and look at what everyone's doing, they're all just playing the content that was there like months ago. Mm-hmm. And playing all the tall tales and collecting treasure and fighting all the big bosses and doing all the world events together. And um, and what they have recently announced is the new alliance mode where you can jump into uh, sail next to a ship near you, a complete stranger, and you can ask to join an alliance. And they can say yes or no. If they say no, then you guys can fight just like you always could. If they say yes, you can go your separate ways. And every treasure you hand in, they get 50% of. Oh, wow. Um, as well. Yep. And then every treasure they hand in, vice versa. And you can do that for hours and hours until you're ready to sign off or something. And then you can go betray them like real pirates. And oh. you can fight at the end and try and steal all the remaining bit of their treasure. And Oh, wow. Which I think is just so much fun. You can like server hop until you find each other and you can actually uh, join each other in an alliance and go fight other pirate ships together. So there's a lot of cool stuff happening on Sea of Thieves, but... It wasn't what they advertised. Yeah. It's like people just went, oh, yeah, Sea of Thieves. And everyone just jumped back on and started playing it. And it's been a, a really cool, like, resurgence of the community of Sea of Thieves. And it's a lot of fun, actually. And um, the community is actually really cool. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it's so funny. In a big multiplayer game where they encourage you to be a pirate and to troll and to backstab, it makes it all fun. Yeah, because you're like, uh, are you gonna be a pirate or are we gonna work together? And when they betray you, you're like, ah, you, you scallywag, and you fight back, and you see what happens, and mm-hmm. like you don't lose a lot. It's I don't know. It's it's really fun to just sail with with a bunch of friends, and yeah. I just think it's funny that they release this cool new content, but bugger all people are playing it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's been great. Sea of Thieves still a fantastic game. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, that's the games we've been playing this week. Um, so should we move into our review of, of Super Mario Golf? I think we yeah, should. Yeah, please. Oh, wow, you're really excited for this one. I can't wait. Okay, here we go. I can't wait. Boy, here, oh boy. Here's Super Mario Golf. The fairway is open once again. 
tee off in the latest installment of the Mario Golf Series, coming to Nintendo Switch. Study the wind and terrain. Take your time to think things through. Then swing. All right. So, Super Mario Golf is... Mario Golf Super Rush. Mario, <laughs> Mario Golf Super Rush is uh, published and developed by Nintendo. In this game, you play golf. So, golf. The modern game of golf is generally considered to be a Scottish invention. A spokesman of the Royal and Ancient Golf Club of St. Andrews, one of the oldest Scottish golf organizations, said stick and ball games have been around for many centuries, but golf, as we know it today, played over 18 holes clearly originated in Scotland. The word golf, or in Scots, golf, is usually thought to be a Scots alteration of Dutch golf, or golf, meaning stick, club, bat, itself relating to pro-Germanic language. I'm sorry, I can't keep this going. I don't mind. This is more interesting than the game. <laughs> I'm giving you all the history of golf here. I've got the Wikipedia on. I'm just reading off it. I love it. I love it. I'll read, I'll read, I'll read to the end of the first paragraph. Uh, Kulf has found the Old North Kulf meaning bell clapper and the German Kolben meaning mace or club. Uh, the Dutch term Kolben refers to a related sport where the lowest number of strokes needed to hit a ball with a mallet into a hole determines the winner. According to Le Grand Dictionnaire Francois Flamand, printed in 1643, it stated the Dutch term to Flemish, or Kolf zes golf, Kolf Draga sergeant, Kolf Kolp golf. I don't know what I just read. I don't know what I just heard, <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> anyway, so we we know what the sport sport of golf is. Uh, you hit a ball into a hole in as few hits as possible. Course is made up of nine to eighteen holes. Mm -hmm. Um, pretty much it. You drive off the fairway, which is the main green, uh, straight that you hit down to trying to get the ball onto a green to get it into a, into a hole where the flag is. So this is a Mario version of golf where Mario and his friends go out and play golf. Um, you know, gosh, it's, it's such a weird one to even try and explain, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's like, I mean, he gets into his, uh, the characters get to the usual antics of taking something classic like golf or soccer or even go-karting and adding all kinds of powers and crazy rules and changing things up and making it generally um, less skill-based and a lot more sort of party fun and luck-based and yeah. just see what a little bit of chaos. It's, it's meant to mm -hmm. have people... Shout and scream and laugh and, uh, you know, just socialize in that way, which they normally do very yes. well. So, um, so in this game, it's, it's pretty easy to control. You control the power of your swing. Uh, you can put curve on the ball. You can put top spin or back spin on it. So when the ball lands, it rolls forward more or, or doesn't roll as much. Uh, you've also got special shots as well. And, of course, you can change and choose which golf clubs you use as you go around these different courses. Um, much what you'd expect from a golf game. Um, in terms of modes, so there is a big adventure story mode, and this is where you sort of go and unlock a lot of things. Uh, you play yep. you play as your me character in this, um, and you you start as as a rookie, and it teaches you how to play the game. You play through courses, you eventually unlock more, and you eventually become like a golf pro. Um, 
And yeah, it's all right. You know, um, probably the most interesting thing I found was the cross country golf, which is where you sort of, there's sort of multiple flags on the course at once, once, and you have to go get the ball into all the holes, but you can choose which way you go in this one little area. Um, and you got to go up and down cliffs and all this sort of stuff. It was like, that was probably the most interesting style of play. The other style of play was just your normal basic, what you'd expect from normal golf. Um, but yeah, they call it, yeah. Um, uh, speed golf is, is this, uh, uh, sort of like, um, oh God, what would you, you explain speed golf. I don't even know how to explain it. Speed golf is like golf meets Mario Kart because it's like instead of taking turns and teeing off and all that, you all tee off at the same time and then you run as fast as you can to your ball and you can use special moves and recharge and and use them at different times. Almost a bit like a fighting game, which is funny because that's kind of how uh, the Mario Tennis Aces played a bit, uh, which came out a couple years ago. Very much like a fighting game style where you're, you're sort of biding your time to um, build up your special and then use it at specific times. And you can do things like throw off the other racers who are running to wherever they hit their ball, or you can even hit the ball away, mm-hmm. which is actually really annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird. Like a lot of these moves are less fun for you and more sort of just really annoying for everyone else, which I found really, I don't know, there's, there's a balance there where some in, in Mario Kart, it can get very annoying, uh, but there's a different, there's a kind of fun to it because there's constant momentum. Whereas in in golf, where your ball is dictates how you're playing that entire match. And if that gets moved, it really throws off like, I don't know. It, it's like every item is the blue shell, mm-hmm. which was the worst part of Mario Kart, you know? Yeah. And it really just throws you off in the benefit of one person. And it can sort of happen over and over. There's a lot of loops that can happen. You get get stuck in a loop like we did earlier today of like the same ball on the same green just gets blown away and away and away and away. And you're just like, this is a bit hard. But in theory, it looks really fun. You're just all running, having a laugh. You all have different moves, yeah. uh, which kind of all feel a bit the same. Yeah. Uh, they, they just look different. They all uh, blow the ball away or it's an area of effect damage. Or like, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, in, in basic sense, it's golf, but you're racing to the ball and hitting it. As quick as you can. And do a kickflip. Hit it into um, each hole. Uh, that's correct. Um, yeah, it's one of those things. Like um, I like we did a multiplayer game before, and I got a birdie, but I wasn't the fastest one to the hole, so I actually didn't come first. While everyone else um, hit bogeys, and I was like, "Well, that's not right." <laughs> yeah. So and th- well, there are two modes. You can choose sort of high score mode or speed mode in that. Yeah. Which. I mean, I feel like each of those modes eliminate the point in the, you know, like if it's high score mode, how is it speed golf? I don't know. It's, yeah. It's a bit confusing. It's, yeah. It's all, it's all a bit weird, but yeah. Um, you can play with your friends up to four friends can play together in online modes. You can play as a variety of characters. Of course, Mario, Luigi, Bowser, Peach, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, that's, yep. That's There's pretty... some cool ones like yeah. King Boo and Charge and Chuck and Waluigi's in there and you know but I feel like and that's really and exciting but King that gets Bomb. taken away a bit. Yes, oh King Bomb. Yeah. Sorry, just regular old Boo. Uh, and I feel like that's really exciting to have a bunch of weird characters, but it gets taken away a bit when all the moves feel so similar for everyone. They're mm-hmm. just kind of like painted differently. Yeah. 
Yep. And yeah, there's a variety of courses from your normal green areas. You get there's deserts, there's Bowser's like castle like with lava and stuff, you know. They add Mario yeah. stuff in as your your um obstacles on a golf course. But at, at the end of the day it still plays like a, a um a golf game. But that's pretty much all we can really say about it. Like there's not much really more in depth we can go into, it's there. I mean, there is the battle golf as well. Oh, is, well, yeah, battle golf. I forgot that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that's worth mentioning as well, which is like, this feels more and more like they took the um, write up from Super Mario Kart and went, let's do this for golf. Because it feels like battle in Mario Kart where you, like, it looks kind of cool as well. It's it's a bit chaotic. It feels a bit like speed golf, but just with uh, in an arena yeah. instead of out in an actual course. You're using your moves against each other. Uh, you, you can choose courses that sort of, um, you know, lean more towards technique or ones that lead more towards strategy and the timing of which hole you go and when. Those I found really weird because it's hard to sort of see the shape of the uh, the greens yeah. and how you're hitting the balls. And a lot of this actually comes down to, like, the fact that it's not that enjoyable to me is that the actual golf mechanics, though they have a lot of options in there, for like spinning and bending the ball, they don't feel as robust or as satisfying as many other golf games and many other like even joke golf games, like everybody's golf or golf story, where like there's so many quirky extra elements in those games and yet the engine, the actual golf feels very satisfying. The feedback feels like how it should feel. Whereas in this, I'm doing all the inputs I think I should be doing and yet the ball doesn't feel like it goes where I want it to, okay. which is such an important feeling. In a golf game, what's important to me is failing because of your own like movements and strategies in knowing. So I, you know, I've learned all the movements and how to adjust for wind and for the angle of the uh, course and all that. And yet when I do it, it doesn't feel like that was my mistake. They just feel like they fall in random spots. And even if you nail it on the meter, it just moves a bit and mm. I don't know, it just, I can't see. Whereas when I was playing even something like Golf Story, as soon as I made a move and I saw where in the golf meter it hit and in relation to the wind, I could then correct my next move to bring the game back to like into the fairway and towards the ball properly. And I felt like, oh yeah, okay, my bad. I'll change the club. Uh, I'll make it a heavier hit and I'll twist it a bit this way. And it really like feeds back in how you want it to. Yeah. And you go, oh, that's better. I made a better shot because of m how I messed up last time. I corrected myself. Whereas in this, it's just like, I'll just keep messing up more and more or I'll just nail it and I won't even know why. Yeah. And I feel like that's a bit too random for golf. It's, it should be fun and it should be random, but there should still be some deliberate precision mm -hmm. in golf. Yeah. Uh, and that's what, in no matter how many modes you throw at it and how much silliness, Mm-hmm. It'll just be lost if that, that precision gaming isn't in there. Okay. So I just, every mode just felt a bit like, I don't know, I'm just pressing buttons and seeing what happens. Yeah, so what do you give it out of 10? I give it a solid 5. Wow. Because, yeah, you could, like, I don't know, it just feels like it's just, it's a game. Yeah. And okay. it exists. And I think, I think, like, parents could buy it for kids and they could play it at birthday parties and have a laugh. And it's a fun one for, you know, like, uh, younger people family you know brothers and sisters and cousins coming over for christmas and you just press the button you pray press a twice and you'll hit a ball it's easy to understand it's colorful and it's silly your me looks fine in it and the story mode is you know it just it's just like it's just there also this game exists you know like yeah 
I don't know. I, th I think younger audiences might have a lot of fun with it. It's a nice, easy game to get for kids because you know there's the usual Mario fare. There's not going to be any violence. It's not going to be offensive. Uh, but yeah, for more precision and a bit more like um, uh, intentional fun, this mm -hmm. is just not it. It's just it's just there. Yeah. What do you reckon? Uh, I gave it a seven. I think it's good. It's all right. Like it's not great. Um, it was fun. You know, adventure mode is yeah. kind of cool. Um, you know, just going on the story and stuff. But um, yeah, it was all right. You know, but yeah, seven for me. Um, yeah, I want to Mario soccer game. Yes, I know. Uh, and yeah, also just the fact that there are better, multiple better golf games already on the Switch, which I don't want to say about the Switch when Mario is like, you know, Mario, it's Nintendo, it's the Switch. Mm -hmm. There shouldn't, there shouldn't be better mini game golf games than a Mario game, I think. I don't know. But just the fact that you could get one for like half the price, half that price, you could buy two better games. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, and that was uh, Mario Golf Super Rush. Put your golfing skills to the test when Mario Golf Super Rush swings onto Nintendo Switch June 25th. Pre-orders begin on Nintendo eShop after this presentation. All right, cool. There we go. All right, so that was Mario Golf Super Rush. Yeah, it's a hard one to, to go into a lot of stuff about a sports game. You know? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's always the most... I think we had similar troubles doing Mario Tennis as well. Uh, uh, I wasn't on that one. You weren't? You did that with Fish, I think. Oh, right. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so, I was away. Ah, okay. All right. Uh, cool. All right. Uh, folks that are in chat now, because we are doing this live on Twitch, um, any questions you have, drop them into chat now while we do our promo spiel, and then we'll answer your questions. So please, yes. please drop a question into chat, folks. <laughs> um, all right, so as always, we're on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Twitch. That's where we do the live shows now. But of course, we're on Podbean, where you can find all our episodes for also iTunes and Spotify as well for those that like to listen later on, etc. Um, also, I'm on Twitter a lot which is at Game Train Talk. That's where I spend most of my social presence now. Also on Facebook. We're not on there as much these days. So Facebook.com slash Game Train Podcast. On Instagram, at Game Train Podcast. So that's where you can find all the Game Train sort of stuff. And Carl, where can they find you? You can find me, I guess, mostly on Instagram, which is just at The Lyrical. Uh, I'm mostly promoting my live music and that kind of thing. But uh, you can also find me on Twitch, which is just twitch.tv slash The Underscore Lyrical. I'm on there on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, mm -hmm. uh, doing a combination of playing Mario Kart, live music, and just random games, mostly Sea of Thieves late at night. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also catch me on Facebook at The Lyrical Official. Uh, those are, you know, and all the usual, if you just look up The Lyrical on Spotify and YouTube, you can check out my music and videos. Cool. Yeah. All right. We've got a question in chat as well. Genghis Twan asks... Are you getting the new OLED Switch? Mm, I'll answer that in my uh, lame train. Okay. I <laughs> think I will because um, my Switch is four years old now. Um, and I think I should get a new one before this one eventually bites it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I have some issues with it connecting into my dock sometimes as well. As you yeah. saw, as you heard me saying earlier this evening, Carl and I tried to play some Mario Golf before, 
and um, I couldn't actually get it connecting through my dock. I had to just hook it up awkwardly to the power because I had no battery in it, and it was a bit weird. Yep. So I think I might get one. Um, what I'm worried about is the is the transfer of, of games across from old Switch yes. to new Switch. Um, so, yeah, yeah, look, I think I will get one um, just because I do mostly use it in handheld mode. So having that extra half-inch of screen space and a clearer OLED screen, I'd be stoked with. So I think I probably will. So thank you for the question, Twan. Anyone else got any questions before we move on? Uh, Twan does say here two ninety nine after trade in uh, here in retail here in Australia, mm-hmm. uh, which two ninety nine instead of what is it five hundred and something? Yeah. Oh, it comes it's at, a great. Yeah, it comes at the same day as Metroid Dread. I'm surprised they didn't do like a bundle of Dread. Yeah. Well, they Dread was mostly what they showed in the trailer, so I guess they're trying to advertise those two one and the same. Uh, that looks really attractive. Uh, Genghis Twan in the chat, the two ninety nine after trade in. What yeah. I'm scared of is the same stuff that Callan said about the like, how do you do a trade in? Can you transfer everything across while you're there in the store? Mm. Uh, you know, like I don't, I don't quite understand how that yeah, works. Yeah, I don't know either. Oh, we've got another question. Well, we're about to move on. We've got more questions, folks. What do you think? Fizi asks, what do you think about games being ported to the Switch and a downgrading of graphics? We went into a bit of this before about um, Tony Hawk about how bad they downgraded that, and then they also downgraded the frame rate too, which wasn't that great. And sometimes the downgrading graphics can be fine. Other times it's it's horrible. Like in the Tony Hawk scenario, it was really bad. Yeah, Um, I'm personally 100% okay with it because I know that's what I go into playing the Switch, but the frame rate has to be fun. That's mm -hmm. what the Switch is to me. It's like the Switch to me, unless it's like voodoo magic from nintendo who somehow just know how to make amazing graphics on the switch um everyone else i go in there knowing this is going to be lesser graphical experience for me because i but i just want to play something on the go or handheld or just like swap it around in different parts of the room because it's it's really easy to move around it's a versatile machine i'm okay with things being downgraded in graphics even right down make it super pixely but if it's not smooth to play like with a nice frame rate then i just that's when i can't do it yeah uh, Twan, question number two. Why don't we all play Among Us tomorrow uh, anymore? Um, I don't know. I think everyone just got. I think everyone just got over it. I mean, they did. We did a bit of Among Us randomly the other night, the, and it was a lot of fun. The new maps. So, the new maps not that great though. No, we didn't touch the new map. Oh no, God no. We just played the only good one. The only good. The that. only good map ever. Yeah. Yeah. They just, they keep trying. It's like, I feel so bad. I'm like, guys, just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know among us. Yeah. I just. Yeah. I don't know. It's a hard one, isn't it? Um, it is a tricky one. Yeah. But yeah. Feezy's saying his Destroy All Humans graphics are like 2005 original. That sounds really bad, by the way. Oof. Oh, no. That's another Koch Media game. <laughs> They're hitting home runs this year. Hi, <laughs> Zach. Oh, Hi, Zach. All right. Uh, what games are you coming out? Are you most excited for on Switch? Metroid Dread for me, which is out October seventh, eighth, around there. Um, definitely. Yeah. Yep. Definitely it'd Metroid. Be, it'd be very much the same for me. And another one uh, is already out, which is 
uh, Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. I was very excited that that was coming to the Switch, and that is already out. That came out, I think, two weeks ago. Ah. So that's already done. But yeah, I'd say I'd say that as well. I mean, you know, Breath of the Wild Part Two as well. But who knows when that's coming? Well, that'll be next year. Um, Sports Story, uh, Silk Song. Um, all those sorts. Sports Story is just breaking my heart. That was probably my most hyped game last year, and I just don't know where it is. Yeah, so, yeah, there's been a bunch of delays and stuff. But, yes, what about other consoles? Uh, uh, more on that on my hype train. Oh, okay. Um, Forza Horizon probably this year. It's probably the one yeah, I'm looking forward looks... to. We, we love mm. Forza Horizon and Riders Republic and all that sort of stuff, so we're excited we about really that. We really do. But um, Forza Horizon 5, when that comes out, folks, jump on your Xboxes or PCs, and we can uh, have some races on there because that would be really damn fun because it looks gorgeous. Yeah, it will. Looks gorgeous. All right, let's roll into the lame love and hype train, folks, because Carl wants to get off the stream. So, uh, so uh, oh, last one, what do you think of Game Pass? Best value in gaming? Oh, in entertainment. Yeah. Period. Mm -hmm. All right, here's lame train. Okay, Carl, what's your lame train? Well, my lame train is this OLED Switch announcement adding bugger all to the Switch and the fact that I'm still buying it. Yeah, but it's got That's a new hat. Yeah, I, I know. I just I just hate that I'm going to get it. Yeah. I hate that because I don't need it. I don't want it. I'd rather wait for the next one. But yeah. it's got an OLED screen and it's a little bit bigger, so I have yeah. to have it. And they know that. And that's I am part of the problem. Yeah. So this week's lame train is myself. Yeah, okay, all right. That's can, my lame train. Can you just talk a little bit more about it? Why? What's your lame train? Nothing. I just need you to just talk <laughs> a little more about it. Oh, okay. No, that's everything I had to say, actually. I'm oh. really ready for your lame train now. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, I just changed the background, folks. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> Uh, it's just a picture from The Simpsons, and Carl's like, what are you, what are you this doing? Is, what are you doing? Very, very good for our predominantly podcast listeners. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. Um, uh, my lame train is, we did an awesome E3 episode, and I've, I've lost the episode, it's gone. Um, so now I have to make a mini episode myself to make up for it for episode 105. But I'm really sad I lost that episode. It sucks losing such a big episode. Um, cause it's... Oh, it was huge. It was like 90 minutes at least. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I lost that one. I won't lose this one. Um, and yeah, so that's my lame train. I fucked up. So that's all. That's on me. That's on me. That's on me. Uh, can't you download it from Twitch? I... That's what I normally do, Twan, but I left it too long and I missed out by one day and it auto-deleted my VODs. Oh. So, mm -hmm. yeah, oof. yeah, yeah. So, uh, big oof there. Um, big disappointment, but it was good that people got to see the episode live that night. Yeah. Sucks that the people that still listen on Podbean and stuff didn't get to yep. listen to it so so jump on game train twitch guys and uh you know get that notification <laughs> yeah. of when we're live because this might be the only time you ever see this episode or not there's a chance or not or not um all right okay let's roll on to the love train all right what'd you love this week 
Hey man, you know I'm I'm a big sucker for a community online game and everyone playing the same stuff. So it was Sea of Thieves this week for me. Uh, it's it's like the GTA of last month and it's like the Among Us of you know last year. Anytime everyone is playing the same game, it gets my love train of that episode because I just I just love when we're all like a whole group of us all in that same group. Even when we're not playing together, yeah, I still like it. It's like it's like when you're hanging out. And you're staying, at, you know, with someone, or you you're visiting someone for weeks and weeks. And sometimes it's you're not spending every moment in the room with them, but they're just knowing they're in the same house makes you feel happy. It's the same as that when I when I look in the list of my friends' lists or Twitch gaming, and I'll see like a group of my friends uh, in a galley somewhere there with ghostly presence and Genghis Tuan somewhere, and then I see Lontre out there somewhere, and I'm here on the but we're all playing Sea of Thieves. It just that makes me happy, and it it rarely happens. Uh, when it all comes together and it just kind of works and everyone's just kind of doing that at the one time, mm -hmm. uh, that's that's my love train. How about you, good sir? So what you're saying is you'd love it if everyone got on Rust and you'd be like, everyone's on Rust. I love Rust. Rust's my love train this week. You know what, Callan? I would. <laughs> um, if everyone was on Rust, uh, I would be last on, but I'd be stoked. Uh, my, I'd be like, I guess this is it. My love train is Hidden Gems that we just stumble upon out of nowhere. This time it was uh, Scarlet Nexus, as we said earlier in the show. It was other ones in the past, like uh, Slater Spire, The Messenger, Plague Tale, Persona 5. <laughs> all, all, the, all these awesome games that we don't we, we don't really know much about, and then suddenly we, we hear about it, we play it, and we go, oh my god, this is great. Yep. Um, so this time it was Scarlet Nexus for me. Even though I was on it only a couple of days after release, Pre-release, I hadn't heard anything about it, so I still felt like it was a, one of those hidden ge tasty gems for me. Just like Persona 5, because I played that shortly after its release as well, but I'd heard nothing about it leading up to it. So, yeah, you know, it's like one of those things you're like, oh, is this going to be any good? And then you just fall in love with it. So, hidden gems yep. is, is my love trend this week. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, good call. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's get hype, people. Hype train time. Whoop. I hit the wrong button. That was the, uh, the intro of the show button. Here we go, hype train. <laughs> what are you hype for, Carl? Oh, my God. Um, you know, I'm still hyped for Riders Republic. Really hyped for that. That's, uh, it's, that's kind of the most exciting game. And it's, it's like mm, just over a month away, so that's getting really excited. But I'm also actually hyped... For the new Ghost of Tsushima updates, because I hadn't completed that game. In fact, I've probably only done one third of it. So I'm really excited to jump in and play this upgraded version. Yeah. Especially that Japanese lip syncing thing was a big deal. If any of you guys remember my review for it, that was a big letdown for me because it had such an integral tether to, um, you know, late Japanese cinema. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to jump in and, and feel it like that. And, and I wasted a lot of time arming and arming through the gameplay of whether I was comfortable experiencing it in Japanese with English lip syncing or with English voices to match the lip syncing. And that was just a really weird part for me. So I'm really excited to jump into that world and have the Japanese voices synced and also have all the graphical upgrades and all the new content. So yeah, mm -hmm. I'm keen for that. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, for me, uh, it is getting back into Final Fantasy fourteen. That's right. We're not far, oh. we're not far out from, uh, from, uh, the thingy, my Bobby. Um, 
uh, the expansion coming out this year, but there's a couple of yes, patches nice. still i got to catch up on. And, yeah, so, yeah, I'm hyped to get back into it. I've re-downloaded it again, so, yeah, I'm ready to jump. I jumped in yesterday and was like, I'm so lost, so I've got to sit down on one of my days off and actually ease myself back into it, do some easier dungeons, and then sort of go up to the bits that I'm up to now, which is, like, sort of end, more end game stuff. Um, and, and get through the story content there that I've got leading into the new expansion. So, nice. yes, yes, I'm looking forward to getting into that. I'm so jealous of your gameplay of uh, Final Fantasy XIV in that you're so where you need to be to catch up to each expansion and everything. I'm just, I'm so behind that I can just like, it's so overwhelming to even think about, I'm like four expansions behind but you've got all and the best content cool to come you've got all the best content to come which is amazing oh i know that but it's just like it's still having like all the best content still means i have like how exciting i have five whole final fantasy games to play but they're just so big oh you got heaven's ward uh stormblood and shadowbringers i'm in heaven's ward right now yes so i'm enjoying that yes so yeah when to you hit shadowbringers because it just goes up and nuzzle like kind of almost like a similar level how it went up from realm reborn into heaven's ward storm yep. stormblood does a little step but then um uh what's it called um shadowbringers just does another big leap i felt in terms of just what they do with the story and that i was just like oof. Anyway, that's yeah. enough of that. I'm not going to accidentally spoil it for you. Um, thanks, yeah, please don't. Thanks for hanging out, everyone, on this episode 106. Remember, we do Thank this you. live on Twitch. We don't know what game we're doing next because we haven't actually discussed it. So you you would know when we know, maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure out something to do. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode. Yep. Hopefully, I won't lose this one and I'll do like a, mi <laughs> a mini uh, E3 thing, which will be a really short episode. But hey, I fucked up. Um, That's all right. All right, folks. Thank you so much again. Do you want to say anything, Carl? Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for having me, Callan. Okay. All good. And it's been Game Train. <laughs>